Welcome to another Live at Five Sports building for Todd Bergeth today, visiting with Jim Suhan of the Talk North podcast. Jim, of course, a longtime writer with the Star Tribune. And uh, Jim, uh, really a Minnesota icon. If there ever was the word icon, I think Bud Grant certainly would fit that mode. I mean, uh, I know a native of Wisconsin, but boy, he'll always be kind of a Minnesotan, it seems like, in our minds. Well, CFL great, and, uh, you know, obviously had great success up there. Then came down here four Super Bowls. Um, and, you know, when I first started, came here to cover the Vikings in 1990, still had an office at Winter Park, still hung around, just, you know, and he was always just wearing flannel shirts and always looked like he was ready to go hunting. It, you know, it's two things that jump out at me. Obviously, everybody knows his record and his legacy and all that. The two things that jump out at me personally uh, were seeing him walk out in that before that freezing playoff game at CCF Bank Stadium. It was just brutally cold. You seen him walk out there in a short sleeve shirt. And that was classic Bud Grant. And the other thing is, I you know, I got to know uh, his son Mike Grant a little bit and uh, other members of his family through years. And one thing they told me is, Bud, when he was a younger man. He wanted to just get a rifle and go live in the woods and never see another human being and just hunt and live off the land. I mean, we almost didn't have Bud Grant. Bud Grant almost became a mountain man. Basically, he was just going to go off and and just just live by himself in a little cabin out in the woods, at least for a while. And uh, so, uh, you know, somebody talked him out of that. Said, "No, you really do have a future as an athlete and as a you know potential long term coach." And he went that direction, and that changed Minnesota sports history. Boy, that's for sure. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting little uh, story that uh, Patrick Rice had in the newspaper yesterday about uh, Bud and, I guess, a trip they were taking <laughs> with uh, Sid Hartman. And uh, and uh, I don't know if it was true or not, but it seemed pretty funny. And then also, I think it was another story where uh, they were going somewhere, and uh, they when they stopped for gas the first time, Bud says, well, it was full when we left home. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a yeah. man, kind of a man of few words. It sounds like also very cheap. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and listen, there are there are a lot of things in the Sid Hartman mythology that really are myth. Um, you know, I mean, I, I I can't tell you how many things people said about Sid that were not true. The one thing that is very true, uh, absolutely true, Sid and Bud Grant were best friends. That is true. There are a lot of people who Sid tried to say were friends who did not like him. Uh, the Bud Grant Sid Hartman relationship was legitimate. Uh, when Bud was in college, the University of Minnesota, he didn't have any money at all. Sid basically got him through college. Uh, Bud wanted, you know, his future wife wanted to go to the movies or have a decent meal. Sid paid for it. Sid made sure made sure he had walking around money. They spent time together. Uh, the Sid Hartman Bud Grant relationship really was a a a loving friendship. You know, and I think that speaks, uh, but it seemed like he always was a guy that really, uh, you know, valued loyalty. And he expressed that, too, to, you know, his players. It seemed like, uh, you know, he really uh, he really thought highly of uh, many of his players that, you know, gave their all for the Vikings. He did. Uh, but, there, listen, pro football is a brutal sport. You know, if, if you ask Alan Page, you've got, if you pumped some proof serum into Alan Page, you feel that he would say that he was betrayed by the Vikings and, and Bud Grant. They cut him near the end of his career. It's so, you know, not many football careers really end well, let's, let's face it. Uh, so, you know, there's only, you can only be so loyal if you're trying to put together a good team. I will say that Bud was uh, respected. He was feared by some. And he, he was, the, you know, it really does take 
something special to be able to look at a professional football player, you know, physical specimen, tough-minded individual, and get him to do what you want just by glaring at him. And Bud could do that. But, you know, I remember people telling me stories like, you know, Bud didn't want people sitting on their helmets on the sideline at practice. And one player was doing it, and Bud just stopped practice, turned around, and looked at the guy, and the guy never did it again. Yeah. Well, and he had him stand at attention for the national anthem. And, uh, you know, he had different things that he definitely uh, uh, believed was proper etiquette. And, you know, not uh, over going crazy when you scored a touchdown. Like he said, act like you've done it before. Yeah. And in that era, it was easy to enforce that. And, of course, you know, we have no idea how Bud would, would coach if he were in this era. But he wasn't in this era. He was in that era, and he fit that era perfectly. Speaking of, uh, you know, careers not ending well, what uh, what's your take on Adam Thielen? Will he uh, land on his feet somewhere else? Does he still want to play some football? Yeah, I, I'm sure he will play. I'm sure he will make a little money playing. I don't know how many teams out there, you know, let's face it, one of the reasons Adam Thielen's not here anymore is he had a mediocre year last year. He went from being the second option in the passing game to being the fourth option in the passing game. Hawkinson became the second option. K.J. Osborne, Osborne probably passed him as the third option. So how many teams out there are, are, want to spend a lot of money on a third or fourth receiver? Uh, there's probably one. You know, it only takes one in free agency. Um, there's probably one team out there that will give them a reasonable amount of money to be the third receiver or a slot receiver, something like that. But, you know, I, I don't think he's going to kill the market. I really don't. Can you see, I know some people have joked that he'll end up, uh, you know, paired with Aaron Rodgers wherever it might be that Rodgers ends up. Could you see something like that happening? That's possible, yeah. I, I do think that the the organizations that are going to value Adam Thielen the most are people who feel like they're close to winning. Uh, they want somebody to come in and be good right away, who understands NFL offenses, and who can kind of, you know, have build a rapport quickly with a veteran quarterback. I do think that makes some. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to end up with Aaron Rodgers, but a scenario like that makes some sense. Well, the Wild, uh, you know, blow one of those two goal leads, which they say is a dangerous uh, lead to have in hockey. But they've really been playing pretty well. Uh, you know, really putting up points in a lot of games here. You know, what 13 consecutive games, or they've got at least a point. Yeah, and they've uh, gotten points out of the last two games, even without Kaprizov. Kaprizov's injury, terrible timing, uh, and it's a really going to test a team that had trouble scoring a lot of goals, even with the best score in franchise history. Uh, but they have shown some grit the last couple of games. I know you don't want to blow leads, but they did get a point out of the deal. And they just, you know, it's a muddled conference. We don't know if you're better off being a third seed or a sixth seed, depending on the matchup and, you know, who's playing well when they enter the playoffs. So they just need to hang in there without Kaprizov, and they need to get him back and rolling by the time they go into the playoffs and still have a you know some kind of a decent seed, and I think they're capable of doing that. Two 500 teams tonight. We'll have the game on KWLM, the Timberwolves at Atlanta. Uh, you know, everybody keeps wondering, uh, is Carl Anthony Towns closer to getting back in the lineup? Well, we have seen progress. Uh, they finally start practice, then he Actually, not only did start practicing, but we actually have video of him practicing. Uh, the key was the calf injury and the reason they've been so cautious all along. And they're, they're right to be cautious about it. I just didn't like the fact they were with, kind of withholding information. Um, is, you know, you get in a game, you're no longer in controlled circumstances. Uh, you know, you, somebody pushes you, uh, somebody, you know, 
somebody fools you and you take a wrong step, does the calf pop? Does it create an Achilles problem that takes them out for a year? That's the big concern here. It certainly appears as if they've been very cautious, and you would hope that when he comes back, which doesn't feel like it's too far away now, finally, that he really is 100%. Couldn't he have treated this whole thing any differently that, uh, you know, uh, would, would any type of a surgery helped, or it just wasn't a, a matter that you were going to address that way? No, calf just needs rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw it with Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan McLaughlin had a very similar injury, tried to come back early, and popped it and was out for another month or whatever. You know, it's just, it's just a very delicate injury. Uh, if you have surgery, then you're taking yourself off the board. Obviously, Towns wants to come back and help this team get into the playoffs and play well in the playoffs. So uh, I'm not – listen, I have no qualms about the way they've handled uh, his rehab uh, or the timing. You cannot force this. You can't push it. I, I, my only qualms were, you know, about him. If I'm just never talking about it, never even getting their fans – update. I thought that was silly. Yeah. Well, the Twins have been playing in the sunshine, and the Loons actually played, what, uh, uh, a soccer game <laughs> on Saturday, and I know uh, they had a rather apropos uh, handout to the fans' mittens for the game, and I can't imagine watching uh, soccer, maybe even playing it on a night like Saturday night. No, brutal. Uh, um, and you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Reynoso. There's a lot of mystery around him, whether he's going to come back. He's by far their best player. Uh, I don't have a great sense of if his issues are going to be resolved. He's going to rejoin the team. Without him, it might be a fairly boring hockey team. Well, Jim, I thank you so much for taking time out. I know you're trying to enjoy a little uh, time off, I believe, from work, and Todd will be with you the uh, rest of the week. You guys will both be checking in from remote locations. So have a, have a good week and enjoy some sunshine. Great. Thanks a lot, Bill.